this is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Mark Now Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 593. I am one of the hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Chris will be joining us later. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog at CMSweeney85 on Instagram. And I'm joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at David DP. No, PTDPT. <laughs> and uh, collectively, we're at Marking Out on Twitter, at Marking Out on TikTok, Facebook, at Marking Out 11 on YouTube, and on Instagram, of course, MarkingOut.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com. But like I said, I'm joined by Dave. Dave. How art thou? Doing great. I don't think we have enough to promote on that intro, though. Definitely not. Definitely not. But I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing awesome, as always. Uh, Last week, I wasn't satisfied with my mic quality or the background quality. I think Chris said he he enjoyed the sound of the crickets. Mm. But uh, I will say it was quite spooky (laughs) recording out there, outside, at night. Because there's like tons of wildlife in Florida. Yeah, nothing like some uh, Floridian wildlife on the backside of the uh, of the podcast. You it's know? like it's a screened-in area, but still, I don't know. I don't know what's in there. I saw a little tiny lizard at one point inside. I was like, Ugh. nice, nice. So, how was uh, Florida? It was good. I uh, I spoke about my travel woes going down. Uh, last week, but I ended up going to the Loxahatchee National Wildlife Refuge, which is part of the Everglades, which is a national park. I brought that up a few weeks ago. You go to your national parks, guys. It's yeah. awesome. I got to see some wild alligators for the first time. I've never seen that, so I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Another day, I went to the Green K Wetlands, which is a nature preserve. With alligators, there's birds, a tr- uh, a tree. There's trees. There's a, a boardwalk trail over there too. Is it true that when you went there, you asked if there was somebody working there named Skinner? Uh, that's not actually accurate. I was looking for FCW, but uh, no luck. Oh, close, close. But I also uh, ended up driving. My dad's about three hours from Disney. Mm-hmm. Which really sucks. So, like, I don't... In my mind, this wasn't a, a Disney trip. But I did make it to Epcot, and I got to see Simple Plan. Which yeah. Is a, a band that I never thought I'd see live. But I used to play I'd Do Anything on loop. I used to play Perfect on loop also. So yeah. it was really great to see them live. Yeah, and if you haven't already, make sure that you check out the uh, TikTok video of Simple Plan. It is incredible, and... It has uh, a few thousand million trillion views on there. So make sure you add to that collection and share it around the town. Yeah, I'm marking out on TikTok. But I, and I sat like uncomfortably close to the stage. I hate being so close. 
Were you more uncomfortable being that close or uncomfortable being so close to Gene Simmons? What's more uncomfortable? No, it's completely different. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable that Gene Simmons accidentally touched my tongue. Okay. All right. I was uncomfortable. Like one time, I went. I I'm not. A, I'm not even allowed to touch you. Period. Well, I, I can't even give you a Gene fist. Simmons to touch I can't my give you tongue. a hug. It was an accident. <laughs> Accidents. But happen. one time, one time, I went to a concert. I had one tickets to it, and I go to the box office, and they're like, "Row one." I'm like, "What do you mean, row one? What do you mean? Why am I? Why did I win tickets in row one?" Why didn't I win tickets in like the mezzanine or something? How did you win tickets? Uh, I forget what the. It was an old service that used to hand out free concert tickets, which I've won quite a few concerts from that. Mm-hmm. I think the last concert I won was um, a Cassidy Pope show. Oh, cool. But I sat front row, and it's like the most uncomfortable feeling because they can see me, and I could see them seeing me. So it's like I have to be on, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's simple plan. I didn't realize I could sit that close even. I always thought they were like reserved seats, but I wanted to be under in case it rained, which it did a few times. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that. I sat pretty much in the same spot for two shows. I picked my seat both times. The third show I ended up in a, a way further back. but That's cool. Yeah, and then over the weekend, we drove back down to Epcot, and I got to see Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits, and he was one of the musicians that performed at the first concert that I ever went to, Mm -hmm. and it was my niece's first concert, so I thought that was pretty cool that we now share Peter Noon and (laughs) like that, and she seemed to like really enjoy the show, so... That's pretty special. Yeah, and Peter Noon's one of those like high-energy acts where I feel like children would have a really good time watching him perform not like wi- the wiggles live right not that much uh, energy i don't i mean maybe more than the wiggles the wiggles just like stand in one spot and dance oh man that's lame peter noon's i mean from what i've seen clips of they seem like they're doing set choreography mm-hmm. peter noon's literally all over the stage oh. and it's funny because I, I didn't get to sit with them at, at the concert because they got there a little later than I did, but um, I got to see video of her during the concert, and she was like emulating what Peter Noon was doing with his arms. So I thought that was funny and cute to see. That's funny. And then we went on my only ride this trip. That's why I can't even consider this a Disney trip. I went. We went to. By the way, first of all, I should say when I got to the park that day for Peter Noon, I went and signed up, and I got picked for the guardians of the galaxy coaster Mm -hmm. but there was just no way it was going to line up because they called my group it was like right after the concert ended and we were in already at america pavilion i'd have to walk all the way to the front of the park and then all the way to the back of the park again we just ended up riding remy's ratatouille adventure afterwards Mm mm-hmm which I've been on it two other times, so like it's a good ride. I don't think it's worth the super long wait, but I got to watch my niece, I guess also my brother, my sister-in-law, and my father experience it for the first time. But seeing her react, I think, is, is great. So Yeah, no, it's, it's special to see that 
Um, and you have a great bond with her too, you know? So it's awesome. Yeah. And then we went to Whispering Canyon Cafe, which is a somewhat favorite of mine there. The food has been, eh, as of late, but mm-hmm. it's still something I get to like go to a Disney hotel and enjoy the all you can eat aspect of it there. Yeah. Another cool. day we went to Lion Country Safari, which is a drive-through safari. I haven't been there in a long time. You've actually been there? Yeah. It's not very I, That's not Disney, right? No, no, no it's No, like the yeah, in, I've been there. Uh maybe West Palm yeah, Beach. Yeah, yeah, West Palm Beach. It's something else, man. There's like a water park attached to it, but like children water park version of it. Mhm. There's a petting zoo. There's some kid rides. Yeah, some I feel more like animals. I've went there. I've been there like two or three times. Yeah, but by with yourself or with cousins? Um, one time I think was when I was a, a little kid with my parents, and then another time I think I went with uh, Kevin, Danielle, and the family. Um, Just like I don't want to like say anything negative about it, but. <laughs> It is not like it's kind of like a dump. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It's like so random, like a, a, a drive-through safari, a water park. Uh, they have paddle boats randomly. Okay, nobody in, was using in Florida. I am not doing a paddle boat ride, especially after you just told. <laughs> I'm not doing paddle boating after you were just talking about how you're going to. Like Okeechobee to go hunt some alligators. You know what's really funny is that in 2008 when we went to Disney, we rented a paddle boat. No. But that's not, I mean, I don't expect, I guess you should always expect a gator to be nearby in Florida. I once saw it. There was a few times I've seen a gator down there. Didn't you see one in your grandma's backyard? No, no. She, uh, they had a, like, a wildlife preserve off of uh, Jog, what is it, Jog Road? Off of Jog Road, they have a uh, a little wildlife preserve down in uh, Boyden. And I went over there and saw pretty big alligators, too. There was one, like, sunbathing, and it was huge. I wonder if we went to the same place. Um, Jog Road? I, I mean, I don't know what the preserve is called uh, on Jog Road, but... I mean, it was... Yeah. I don't know but the name. But you could also you could feed animals there. No. Specifically you could feed giraffes, not the not the wildlife. Uh, I was going to be like no, <laughs> at Lion Country Safari you could feed giraffes. So I th- I think that aspect is cool. But uh was the like, giraffe looking at you giraffes. being like feed me more? No, the giraffes were just like fed and then so like they weren't selling the lettuce for pe- for people to to feed them. And then I like I went obviously I took pictures with the giraffes so if you in my opinion if you want animals in a safari format it's animal kingdoms kilimanjaro safaris even going to the animal kingdom lodge i think is nicer than than seeing this because here you have to have your windows rolled up obviously when you're going to feed the animals in the petting zoo or at the giraffe place you don't have to do that but disney world's all open air Mm -hmm. and they have it like packed off so you're not actually gonna i mean you might get pecked out by a bird i don't know but yeah but i think it's better if you're gonna go to if you want animals i'd say animal kingdom because it's 
just nicer. But my flight home, gosh, it ended up getting delayed beforehand. And then again, while I was on the flight and it ended up getting delayed over and over again to where I think I was sitting before the flight took off for two hours. And I didn't quite catch the reason, but I think they, they opened the door and people stormed off. Jeez. I guess they had, they had like connecting flights that they had, they got screwed with. Yeah. So they're like the, the JetBlue workers are trying to figure out if we leave at this time, will these connecting flights get screwed? They could either get off the plane or go to New York and, and figure it out. Yeah. Most of the people got off in Florida. I don't think anybody who had a connecting flight stayed on that flight. Mm-hmm. But they said something about Jacksonville closing all the air traffic and us needing more gas so we can go on a different flight path, which we flew over Kentucky. Kentucky. And I ultimately, with the, the pre-boarding, the after-boarding, and the, the actual flight, I think was like six hours total. Normal that's, flights, like two and a half hours. That's such a drain. Yeah. And at one point, the dude on the, the horn, he goes, I'd like to let you guys know that Indianapolis freed up some space for us. And I'm like, wait a minute, Indianapolis? What does that mean? And I clicked onto the map page. I'm like, why are we over Kentucky? What is happening right now? <laughs> so I don't know what happened in Jacksonville that all air traffic was canceled. I know the flight after mine was like the, the last flight out was canceled. So before we even took off. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell. <sighs> that sucked. <laughs> yeah. I... That sucked big time. Yeah, I, I would definitely think so. It definitely sounds like that sucked. But it you was know? nice to be in Florida. There you go. There you go. It was go. nice to be out in nature. Hey, being out in nature is always good. But yeah. speaking about nature, something that keeps you away from nature because you're inside watching wrestling. So let's get on to it. Let's talk about some pro wrestling. Let's talk about that sports entertainment. Let's talk about that SmackDown. Yeah, last week, just a, just a quick rundown. McIntyre and Sheamus went to a no contest. It was supposed to be a Money in the Bank qualifier match. And then Drew McIntyre spoke to Adam Pierce, where he demanded to be put in the match. Sheamus also demanded to be put in it. We're on Thursday right now. Friday rolls around. I'm sure I'll be talking more about that uh, before the show goes out. Lacey Evans picked up the victory over Zia Lee to qualify for the Money in the Bank I think it should have been Zia Lee in the match. I agree. I really, I don't know what's happening with, I don't know if they even know what's happening with uh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, they're obviously pushing her. Yeah. But like, at the expense of Zia Lee, I don't think that should have happened at all. Yeah, I agree with you. Ronda Rousey picked up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. It was this... a, was this a contender match? Um. It yes, it was a contender match. It did it. I don't know. There was something about it that just. Well, I could tell you the promo beforehand. Uh huh. Not great. Oh yeah. That... I don't know why they let her on the microphone. I don't know Who, why Sha- they don't like. Oh, no. Rhonda. Yeah, Rousey needs a mouthpiece. Yeah. Big time. That's from 2018. It was very apparent she needed a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. 
But Shotzi, they have her go out there and say that she doesn't have a fancy submission move. She has, like, one of the nicest versions of a cattle mutilation I've ever seen. Now, I don't know why they had her do that. Among others. Yeah, that made no sense. But Natalia attacked, attacked Ronda Rousey after the match. That just fuels the fire for their match. Gunter picked up the victory over Ricochet to become the new Intercontinental Champion. So hopefully... We say this every time the Intercontinental Championship changes hands. Hopefully that does something. Hopefully they do something with the title. It's been off of uh, pay-per-view PLEs, I think, for like, what was it, two years almost? No way. Something, some stupid, insane, like, number. It's been not defended on pay-per-view for for an insane amount of times. Uh, it's it's really insane and uh, unfortunate the total disrespect that they have been showing towards this championship. You know, it's awful. Yeah. And then the main event of SmackDown saw Riddle pick up the victory over Sami Zayn, who was fighting on behalf of the Bloodline, where if he beat Riddle, Riddle was banned from SmackDown, and since Riddle won, he now has a Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns. Like, on this episode, I'll be talking about it. I don't really see that happening, but uh, I don't see Roman Reigns showing up. But we'll see what happens with that. Mm. I just wanted to touch on SmackDown for that real quick. But moving over to, to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. I didn't do it last week, Ooh, but uh, normally I do it. But uh, I didn't do it. But it opened up with Miz TV and Paul just Heyman with the just, guest. Sometimes you just got to get him and do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul was the guest, and I like that he cut Miz off when Miz was trying to introduce him so he could introduce himself. Mm-hmm. But Miz really ultimately hyped up Money in the Bank, and Paul's like, regardless, nobody's beating Roman. And then yeah. Matt Riddle interrupted and yelled about his title shot for Friday, and Paul shot him down, said that he doesn't think that he could even beat his opponent on Monday Night Raw, which turned out to be... Um, um, Tommaso Ciampa and then and Paul Paul brought out the Usos the Street Profits joined to I guess back Riddle up but that led into the match yeah Which, and I, I like that entire segment I thought it was really cool I I popped when uh, I believe Paul Heyman called him a schmuck yeah <laughs> you know um, I thought it was really awesome though but it led into Jimmy Uso versus Montez Ford, which was so much better than their tag match last week. Jimmy, at one point, towards the end of the match, he got his knees up during the frog splash, and basically from that, picked up the victory. Yeah. Um, this entire match overall, there was something about it. I don't know. It wasn't... I don't know. I, I was a big fan of it, but I didn't see... This was see... much better than their tag team match. Yeah, I just didn't see Osos losing. No. You know? I just didn't see them losing at all. Um, After that, Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch didn't actually take place because Becky attacked Dana before the bell. Um, And she said that she has a lot of anger and a a lot of rage because of the disrespect that she's been shown. And she brought up the money in the bank. Asuka came out before uh, Becky Lynch could do any, like... Damage to Dana Brooke, I guess, put her through the table. And then basically ultimately brawled with her, and that match is set up next week as a Money in the Bank qualifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I don't want either of them really in the Money in the Bank match. 
No. I don't... No. No. I'm good Because it's that. like, to me, in my mind, it's... Like, it goes into the next segment. Alexa Bliss came out, and Becky Lynch was still, like, pissed off at her. But Bliss and Liv Morgan picked up the victory over Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop to qualify for the Money in the Bank, which I thought was a fine match. It was short. I think all four of them should be in that Money in the Bank match. But, like, with how things have been written, ultimately it is Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan who have been built up. Yeah, and everybody wants to see them as a tag team as well. Which, again, it's like, that's... They're building them as a tag team, and it's like, why are they going in for Money in the Bank now? I don't know, but isn't it great that Liv Morgan got such a huge push with Finn Balor and AJ Styles to join like the Bullet Club, and <laughs> now that's like forgotten about that that never happened? Mm. Yeah, I well, remember. After that, Ezekiel picked up the victory over Kevin Owens via countout. Right off the bat, I thought Kevin Owens was going to win the match, like... As soon I, as he hit like a cannonball, a senton. Oh yeah, he went, I thought that was about to be it, but he went in hot. I don't yeah. know. I didn't think that he was gonna win it, but I, I was like, what are they doing? What's happening here? I thought for sure that was about to be it. Yeah, but once he I mean, he got out to the outside of the ring and he overheard the commentators talk about Ezekiel and he was just like, No, it's uh it's not Ezekiel, it's Elias, and then he just flipped out. He flipped out on everybody and ended up getting counted out, which I loved. Also, I thought during the match, Kevin Owens went for a stunner out on the apron. I'm not sure if we've ever seen somebody hit a stunner out there, but I thought it would have been like cool if we saw that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing, something big coming out of this all too is uh, Elias. Yeah, Ezekiel afterwards said that he's not done with Kevin Owens, but he wants the money in the bank and, and also announced that Elias will be on Monday Night Raw next week. Huge They're pop. They're billing it as a concert. Yeah, and it was a huge pop from uh, the crowd when they saw Elias appear. And I got to say, I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking forward to it and it's going to I don't I don't know what they're going to do considering I mean Ezekiel is full shaven. He uh he made sure to say that Elias has aged a bit. That's true. That is very true. So maybe we're going to see somebody older. People are like, please bring in Sandow, but I don't see oh, that happening. I wish. He just announced his retirement too, I believe. Oh, from, did he? Yeah, from uh, pro wrestling, from in-ring action. That doesn't make sense. He's in like phenomenal shape now. I know, I know. I'm pretty positive. I just saw that he uh, announced his retirement. That's which unfortunate. sucks. Um, you know, but, maybe it's yeah, gonna. What, I, what would you do forward. if it's it's like The Rock, dressed as Sand as a Sandow as a Elias, mm. do a concert? Does that make sense? Not at all. But I would pop. You would pop too. But it would make sense. No, I, I, mean, I would pop that The Rock is there. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. They'd be just disappointing the fans for not giving us Elias. Well, I mean. That's true. That's true. But again, it's like they had the thing with Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. That was years ago. But I mean, that was, I mean, that he just had to talk, change, do a costume yeah, yes, change. Yes, yes, right. There's not a, <laughs> a missing beard. Yeah. What would so it, it'll it'll be know. interesting to see what they do with that. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know you said you are. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But next up, yeah, you still have Cedric Alexander looking for. I don't know. 
Like his appro- he's looking for that approval from MVP and almost. I don't think he's and- looking for that though. MVP thinks that, but I don't think Cedric's looking for that. He's doing it for himself at this point. He said the other week. Yeah, I don't know. It's and MVP picked up the victory over him, but and, and he hit that before what- the match though. He spoke about Cedric and said that him and almost belong in the Money in the Bank match. And because of the way MVP was speaking there, I expected Cedric to win. Yeah, but we did get to see uh, MVP's finisher. Um, what was it? The playmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to see the playmaker. Yeah, almost did a. a he distracted Cedric during the match. Yeah, I don't know what he doesn't have a clean win. <laughs> yeah. But That's earlier true. in the night, Seth Rollins had a sit-down interview, and he called Cody a virus and said that he took pride in what he did last week. And he has his eyes set on winning the Money in the Bank again. And then he teased doing what he did to Cody Rhodes, to AJ Styles, and then AJ uh, attacked him in the interview and was like, that's for Cody. And then Seth Rollins went on to defeat AJ Styles to qualify for the Money in the Bank, I guess. Like, just... just let let that sink in. <laughs> let that let that sink in for a moment. That Seth Rollins had to face off against AJ Styles to qualify for the Money in the Bank. You know, go, don't get me wrong. That match is awesome. That's a headline match itself. But I want to see AJ in the Money in the Bank. But also, like, he just forgot about what Finn Balor did. I'm. Is this going to build to Edge and AJ? AJ forgetting all the trash that Edge has spoken about him against Damian Priest and, and Balor? I know. It's they, it's they. I don't know. They dropped an entire storyline, it seems. When it sucks because so yeah. many people were be. It was really an engaging storyline. I'm not saying it's not engaging anymore, but... I mean, but what is They've it? They've just now? moved is... on to Bianca Belair. Yeah, but they moved on, and it's just like, I don't know. If you toss up that too sweet, I mean. But, but you're saying this, but Cody Rhodes was Bullet Club, and so is AJ Styles. So here he is, Bullet Club helping Bullet Club. When was Cody in Bullet Club? What do you mean? Cody was a big part of Bullet Club. Oh, he was in the Bullet Club when people started to think that Bullet Club was still cool. When in reality, it wasn't cool anymore because they allowed hey man, everybody it led in to, it. It led to a company. So. <laughs> I mean, what marks? It led to It led to Cody Rhodes being who Cody Rhodes is now, so you can't even say something like that. Super marks. But um, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, like you said, they work so well together. I liked AJ Styles not pinning Seth Rollins in a normal way at one point when... Seth was, like, way too close to the ring ropes. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if anyone else, maybe not anyone else, but if somebody else was in that spot, they could have potentially put their feet just under the ropes. Yeah, that ring awareness that they had. Yeah, I thought that was really, really nice. But This was a really fun match. Yeah, and the ending, we saw Seth Rollins reverse a Styles clash, and AJ Styles went and turned that into a pin, but Seth Rollins held him down ultimately to pick up that victory. Yeah. And then afterwards, Seth Rollins leaving, he made sure to point to a Cody Rhodes fan, a kid wearing a, or maybe an adult, I don't remember if it was a kid or an adult, wearing a Cody shirt and doing like a fake cry. Yeah. I thought that was good too. um, What's with the Franklin? Oh, 
because a um, a press release for I think it was an Atlantic City show. It might have been in Atlantic City. They advertised him as Seth Franklin Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else was misspelled on the on the sheet, That's too. That's awful. I thought that that was like some sort of a jab at Cody Rhodes or something like that. No. I. Wow. Yeah, no, it was a press release that went out with misspelled Ooh, names on it. Somebody, somebody is going to not have a good day in the work office that day. I mean, it's anybody could have had that happen. Yeah. Well, Especially, you're... like, if you're using your cell phone or something, maybe. These cell phones have a mind of their own. They change words all the time. I, I have it happen to me all the time. Yeah, but still. Well, next up, you had a really <laughs> cool match. You had Riddle picking up the victory over Champa, whose name sometimes their own commentators and wrestlers still can't pronounce. Miz pronounced it correctly. Commentary followed suit, but to me, I mean, you say a cool match. <laughs> to me, it's like it's just unfortunate that Champa on the main roster is nothing like Champa in NXT. I know. If you so, it was a cool match. In the fact, if you think about it, if this took, I mean, this is an Evolve main event. This is a, a big Ring of Honor match, you know? Champa versus Riddle. Like, on the independents, this would maybe be... Maybe not Ring of Honor. Maybe not Ring of Honor, but... Evolve. Evolve, yeah. you know? Like, this would be something that we saw as a main event on Evolve. So, that's where, like, it's, like, cool. Yeah, but it was, like, completely watered down and... Yeah, that's the that's the one thing. Like, I, coming out of this, that's what I realized, too. It's, like, Riddle versus Champa. On paper, you're like, holy crap, this is going to be awesome, I get to see Riddle versus Champa. These guys tore it up on the Indies, Champa and NXT, Riddle NXT. This is going to be so much fun. Their chemistry and everything. And then, like you just said, it's like a watered down match. Like where... Champa, Champa had a small showing of like fire here, but yeah, ultimately but... it was it was a match for Riddle, it and really... I understand it fully. Yeah, I, I, yeah. After this match, it was one of those things like I was excited for. But then it was like that realization of the watered down and being like, I understand it. And it really, this aspect really makes you, um, it's a full display of the difference of the WWE wrestling versus independent or anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. After that, we saw Bianca Belair have an in-ring interview and she spoke about Rhea Ripley and her joining the Judgment Day. And said that she doesn't recognize this version of Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley showed up on the screen. And the Judgment Day said that they do what they want when they want. I feel like it could have been better had they maybe applied it to Bianca Belair right then and there. Yeah, like maybe they have that video appear on the screen and then the lights go off and then... Maybe she's getting beat down by Rhea Ripley. Yeah, but they they applied it to Edge last week instead. Yeah. And basically just said that they're all equals now. Yeah. Well, that part, I, next I mean, to up, me, it seemed like they were all equals beforehand. But obviously Edge is Edge. Yeah. Like, of course, yeah. Of Famer, there's not like, you can't. No. But whatever. We'll see where, where the judgment day goes. I know. I'm excited still. Yeah, I, you know? I like the Judgment Day. Yeah. So, next up you had Chad Gable, Gable Chad, 
Chad the Gable pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Mustafa. 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 I, Mustafa it, I think Ali. it seems like at this point Mustafa is getting punished. <laughs> That's what I saw people saying on Twitter. It but seems like, like that. If you're giving Chad Gable a victory over Mustafa Ali, I obviously like we're huge was, fans of Chad Gable. But I was about to say, doesn't that suck to say? It does very much so. Right, doesn't but it makes a hundred percent sense to say it. Of course, look at look at. I mean, these they were just former champions. Yeah, you know. I thought though at one point when Ali slid into that bottom turnbuckle, mm-hmm. like it looked like it hurt, and then the match kind of maybe paused for a second. I thought that was about to be it, but Gable for the most part controlled the match. He went for a moonsault at one point. Ali moved and took over, but. Otis tried to pull Gable out of the ring, and that allowed a distraction for for Chaos Theory. Yeah, well, the match I think could have been better, but I agree. A I win's agree. a win for Chad Gable. It's just I'd... unfortunate it's over Ali like that. Yeah, I didn't have interest in the match at all. But something that I am finding myself to be a huge mark for: Veer picked up the victory over Rey Mysterio, and I am finding myself to be such a mark for Veer. I'm. I know a lot of people are gonna disagree and say absolutely not, but I want Veer to win the Money in the Bank. Yes, I'm told. I I agree with that. I think that Veer is highly entertaining, um, and I'm still trying to pronounce the tattoo that he has on his chest. I believe it's in Hindi. I'm trying to read it. You can read Hindi. A little bit. I can't wow. understand. I can't understand it, but I'm trying to be able to learn the letters and then piece it together to form a word. But I don't understand the meaning yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Duolingo, bud. This though was uh, weird that it was the main event. Which the Veer? Yeah. You know what? I'm fine with it because but, I'm yeah, a big. This, I'm a mark on, of Veer. But, but this was not main event. No, but there was so many cool parts. Like Veer, I don't know. Veer is going to be champion. I th- I'm going to say it right now. I think that he's going to be a champion at some point. He has a the- lot of people. A lot of people hated in this year. It was as as little lived as it was. They they weren't having it. Obviously, with the Veer's whole like the whole Veer's coming thing, it's like kind of comes in as a joke at that point. Yeah. But I think the over the past weeks that since he's actually shown up, uh, he's done phenomenal above and beyond. Yeah, and it's and I'm gonna just say over here, I, I think it's awesome on Twitter how he really doesn't keep kayfabe. Yeah, uh, you know he really doesn't keep kayfabe, and uh, he does a lot of awesome good things uh, for fans. Yeah, you know there was a person that tweeted out didn't even tweet Veer. But just saying how her son had a birthday party and nobody showed up and stuff. And then Veer twe- tweeted to this person saying how, um, uh, happy birthday, let your son know that I'm going to get a victory tonight on Monday Night Raw dedicated to him. <laughs> or something like that. Who is he, Babe Ruth? That's funny. Pretty much. Like, but, <laughs> but like he's just coming off as such a cool and likable person, you know? I also would like to think that I'm the reason behind the million dollar arm. I would like to think that too. I feel like I was the only one putting it out there, and then it happened. Yeah. Apparently, it's I don't know how well known he is. 
I asked in, one of my friends. Yeah, I asked one of my friends. Do they know? They ask them about the baseball contest I, and, and the Disney I, movie. I asked her. She had no idea about the million dollar arm or anything like that. I'm like, well, that's disappointing. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to survey a lot of my friends from India to see what uh, about Veer's popularity in India. But they do know my friend. She does know Great Kali, Rey Mysterio, Undertaker, um, but. Not Veer, so I'm gonna have to wait. Expand but my... you, you asked, but you asked specifically the million dollar arm competition. Yeah, how old is she? Um, twenties. So the million dollar arm competition was 2000. Uh, I for some reason I want to say 2008. Yeah, so that would be fine. Uh, for for a 20-year-old? Yeah. Why not? I don't know if that's accurate. I'm going to I'm going to expand my sample size. Maybe it's just the sample size. I'm going to expand my sample size outside of one uh because that has a a low low uh credibility. So I'm going to expand my sample size about Veer. But he's a winner in my book and your book as well. Something that was not a winner. <laughs> was not a winner at all, was this closing segment of Monday Night Raw. It was a pose-down challenge. Theory taken on Lashley. Ah, where do we start? Like, how they closed with this is absolutely beyond me. Like, it just makes no sense. My mind was blown because I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm kind of like getting, okay, this is only the 10 o'clock hour. We got another hour of everything. Let's get settled in because... Had I... they put it in 10 o'clock, fine, even though these segments suck. Yeah, but... But to close the show, I, like, Bobby Lashley won this, and and then Austin Theory is like, oh, one more pose. And then he blinds him with baby oil and took him out. This was pure garbage. I Me agree. getting hit... Bobby Lashley getting hit in the eyes with, with uh, baby oil is how I felt watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, you had to cover your eyes after watching that because it burned. It was awful. Um, I hate those segments. I hate weigh-ins. I, I just arm wrestling. I can't. And to, and to close Monday Night Raw with it. I mean, you had uh, there's Seth. Nothing, there was dude, nothing big from that. You had Seth Rollins taken on AJ Styles to qualify for the Money in the Bank briefcase match, and you didn't put that as your main event? You didn't put that as your closer? Yeah. Wouldn't you have switched that with the the pose down with the Rollins AJ Styles? I mean, especially with how much you've been building Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, wouldn't that make sense to be what closes off Monday Night Raw? It just made no sense. <sighs> I agree. But moving with you. over to NXT, which opened with the Creeds. Picking up the victory over Idris Anofi and Malik Blade to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. It was a good match. I mean, I'm, I think I'm, it's a good match for Anofi and Blade because I'm a big fan of them, and I hope they continue to get built up as a team the way that they've been built up. Yeah, and I'm I I don't know if this was thing, but I mean, I didn't know that the Creeds were faces. They. Like, well, yeah, they, that flip happened a few weeks ago, yeah. Right? I mean, them. I guess them with Roderick Strong, that's where they became faces and him really meaning the heels because after yeah. the match, they were shaking hands and stuff. 
Yeah, you which, know? I mean, later on, Ivy Nile, before that even took place, we saw her meet up with Tatum Paxley. She puts Paxley over. Paxley thought she was going to, like, yell at her or whatever because that's what's been happening as of late. Roddy got pissed from that. And then the Creeds walked up, and he was pissed that they shook hands after their match. Yeah. And the Creeds were like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to use your yeah. words against you. Let's put, we, we got you a match. You and Damon have a match next week. And Roddy tried to get out of it. And he's like, but you said this. Mm-hmm. So after that, they aired some video package for Apollo Crews, which was like, uh, like we saw him return last week. Yeah, we don't really need a like, video package. We know it's who like, he is. It doesn't is. make sense because it's like a, a protector Zia Lee meets Luke Cage sort of sh- like video. I didn't understand it. The, like the new gimmick, I guess. I don't know. I did what I did like is how there was that throwback, I guess, continuation storyline, which didn't really occur to me about how Apollo Cruz, how he was like aligning himself through Roman Reigns in the past, and now he's continuing to help out the bloodline on NXT. I, I guess I didn't remember that. Yeah, there was that. Like I guess a while ago on SmackDown, Roman Reigns was in his office. And Apollo Crews sat down in the office and they were talking and then they just shook hands and Apollo Crews, I think, left. And then this comes into play where Apollo Crews was teaming up with his cousin. I saw some people explain uh, or or compare this new video package character of his to uh, The Equalizer, which I've never seen, but I watched the trailer and uh, it's right on par with Zia Lee and Luke Cage. So The Equalizer, I'm not a fan of the TV show, but the, no, no, I meant the movie. Okay, I was going to say, the movie is actually really cool, really good. You yeah, should see well, it. The movie's really good. After that, Fallon Henley picked up the victory over Tiffany Stratton. Uh, that bridging neck submission Dude, move that she did, I thought was really good, that Tiffany Stratton I've never, did. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do a submission move like that. Yeah, at first I thought it was like a like almost like a lotus lock variation, but it was not even a lotus lock. I thought that was it, really cool. Yeah, the only time that we've seen something similar, I mean, not even. I was thinking like a stump puller, not a yeah. stump puller. Yeah, like I the, mean, don't that the clowns move. Yeah, that's a stump puller. Right. I was thinking that, but it. I mean, almost technically similar to a stump puller. Very similar. Because the but neck not. is being pushed down, the legs not being lifted up, but. Yeah, still very cool. Yeah, but Wendy Chu came out and threw some confetti, which distracted her, and then and Henley was able to roll her up, pick up the victory there. I'm glad you... So, with bringing up Doink the Clown, everything that's happening with Wendy Chu is just reminding me of Doink the Clown back in the day. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, every single time that she's getting involved, she's just distracting a wrestler in a match, and she's throwing confetti on them. She's throwing a pillow at them. You know, she is becoming Doink the clown when he was interrupting people like Marty Jannetty, you know? Well, let's not, let's not hope for that though. Hey, I, I think that Doink the <laughs> clown was awesome. I think but that that was, he was awesome. <laughs> Josh Briggs, uh, it was announced that he's gonna be facing Von Wagner next week, but also next week, Briggs and Jensen have the NXT UK championship, uh, tag team title shots against Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith for some reason. But it's, I guess it's cool to see them over in the UK. Yeah. After that, though, we saw Wes Lee pick up the victory over Zion Quinn. Quinn, again, controlled most of this match like their last one. 
But, but Wesley Lee, coming up the victor. Yeah, he dove over Quinn at one point, and it all led to the end of the match. Yeah. And then Quinn ran into Sanga later on and got into his face, and Sanga's like, steps up. He's about to, he's like, kind of pissed off at, at Quinn for, for trying to say something to him. So that'll be a match next week. Dude, Sanga I, I mean, better. Not, maybe not next week, but I assume next week. He better destroy him. Yeah. But next up, you had the Dyad pick up the victory over Dante Chen and uh, Javier Bernal. Um, Obvious outcome. Yeah. but And I was expecting it to be over a lot faster than it was, but it was still somewhat short. I got to give credit to the Dyad. I mean, they kept that mask on. The hoods? Yeah. And they, they used an assisted DDT as a finisher. Uh, Joe Gacy spoke about how the fans made the dyad feel inferior, and he knows that they deserve better. I think a lot of people just have it in their minds right now that it's 100% the Grizzled Young vet- Veterans. Hmm. Well, I mean, so, that's something that you wanted to see. Well, yeah. no. Oh, I you would, I would see like re- to know who they are, though. Yeah, you want to see Judgment. What? You wanted well, to see no, them with judgment I, whatever. Day. That's fine that they're not with Judgment Day, but if they are the dyad, I'd like to know that. Yeah, I'm but sure. Earlier, at some point. earlier in the night, Cameron Grimes was like backstage, walking sad, and Braun Breaker spoke to him, tried to cheer him up, and he's like, "I'm not looking for sympathy." And then Hudson's like, uh, "Yeah, Duke Hudson walked in and spoke down to Braun Breaker." Because he still holds a victory over Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker challenged him to a rematch. Puts the title on the line. Obviously picks him off. Duke attacked Braun Breaker before the match. Braun fired up as hell. As Quick match. Be. That's over. But Cameron Grimes reemerges. And spoke about how everyone knows who Braun Breaker's dad is. And nobody knew who his was. And he brought up how Rick got to see Braun Breaker actually win a championship while sitting in the crowd while his father had to look down in order to see him win it. And then he challenged Braun Breaker for the championship at Great American Bash, and Braun Breaker accepted. So this new version of Cameron Grimes, he's like fired up. He even ran into Inofi and Malik Blade later on to like run them down for, for losing their championship match. And scald them for leaving to go to a club instead of staying for the main event. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not hungry enough. Yeah, so. I think that this is definitely a championship caliber Cameron Grimes that we're seeing. Yeah, after that we saw Giovanni Vici pick up the victory over Guru Raj. Interesting entrance for Vinci. Vici? Vinci? Vinci? Vinci. They take pictures of him, but like not M&M style. But we've said so much about Fabian Eichner and how talented he is, so yeah. hopefully he gets built up. I feel like this match was a bit too basic. I um, thought the finish was good, like that turning sit-out last ride powerbomb. The match I thought was too basic, though. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was basic. It was definitely a showcase for Vinci. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd say showcase, though. Yeah, yeah. But earlier in the night, Tony D'Angelo had a ceremony for Stacks and Two Dimes, which involved Santos shaking D'Angelo's hand to, like, show that I'm with you. 
he angrily did it, but he still did it. But Tony wants the North American Championship. He got cut off by Hayes and Trick Williams. That leads to the to the match where Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams picked up the victory over Stacks and Two Dimes. Prior to this episode coming out, Troy Donovan was released by WWE last week. So it was weird to see him on TV, but it was, I guess, Apparently a taped episode. Taped. Yeah. Which, People, I mean, I didn't see any spoilers. No. Which I is, think next week might be taped also, and I didn't see spoilers. So, which is really awesome. But people are saying that he probably got nabbed for steroids or something, given that the report was a policy issue, mm-hmm. and they said that he'd be welcome back in a year, maybe. So I thought that's that's something, but um, yeah. we don't know why he was released. But he released a statement, I believe, saying people mess up and he's sorry or something like that. No. So. We'll, we'll see what happens with it, you know? But, but yeah, the match itself, Legato got involved, and Cruz accidentally took out one of the family members, and it led to the end of the match. And then this pissed Tony off, where he yelled at Legato afterwards. Nah. Well, main event of the evening, Cora J, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez picked up the victory over Toxic Attraction. Um, I don't know. This match kind of went exactly as I expected it to go. Yeah, I think I still think it was a good match. No, oh, yeah, definitely. It really baffles me that they randomly rushed that Indy Hartwell match though a few weeks ago against Mandy Rose, like yeah. out of nowhere, and it seemed very random. But now it seems like Hartwell could actually be the one that takes the title from Mandy. It's possible. The ending of this match I thought was weird. I think a lot of people would say it was weird because Jade hit a senton, tagged in Roxanne. And all she did was pin Gigi, and she apparently got injured. Hmm. But not 100% sure. They said, I I guess for next week, they taped a segment with her, so she seemed good for that. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So hopefully it's not anything bad. But that is NXT. Moving over to NXT UK, which opened up with Tiger Turan picking up the victory over Josh Morell. Uh, at one point, Turan hit a, a crossbody off the top rope and pinned Josh Morell, but he kicked out. The referee ends up calling the match off. He threw up an X. This was filmed like two months ago, and I haven't seen any updates on Josh Morell being hurt. That's not good. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but after that, Lash Legend picked up the victory over Mila Grace. And you could definitely see that Lash Legend is like still green. Like, really green. But on NXT, they aired a, a video package of her saying that she signed. She was signed to the WNBA, but during COVID, she was cut. And instead of waiting around, she went to a WWE tryout. So I think that's pretty crazy that it all happened, like, during COVID. Yeah. And she's already on TV. Um, NXT UK next week, Saray will be there. Main event saw Wolfgang and Damon Kemp pick up the victory over Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels. I thought for sure when Roderick Strong was like pissed off at Diamond Mine on NXT that we were going to see him like maybe yell at Damon Kemp for hanging around and like getting drunk, wasted with Wolfgang. But it almost seems like the person booking NXT has no clue about (laughs) NXT UK. Not, yeah. It doesn't seem like that at all. But I think Wolfgang and Kemp worked well together as a team. The referee at one point 
like made it a point to to Damon Kemp that he can't tag in without holding the rope, but he let Shaw Samuels tag in without using it. So I thought that was confusing. But Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels cheated. Wolfgang behind the referee's back also cheated, and Kemp was able to take advantage of that for them to win. And then you close out NXT UK this week with Trent Seven, who was going to talk about his career or whatnot, and he called Tyler Bate out. He thanked him for everything. He thanked the the WWE Universe. And I think it was very obvious what was happening next. He low-blowed Tyler Bate. So there goes Mustache Mountain. Yeah. That was NXT UK. I'm going to move over to SmackDown. I'm going to bring in Chris because this is a very crazy, wild topic. Chris. So, no, no, we'll talk about my week when we talk about AEW. But, like, last week we thought was nuts in professional wrestling with the injuries, this, that, the other thing. This week said, hold my beer. Because not only you have these reports coming out of, I don't know if you guys touched it, about Sasha Banks allegedly being released. No. Anyway, regardless, um, the biggest news to kind of kind of shake the professional landscape is that right now, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is no longer the acting CEO of the World Wrestling Entertainment. Earlier this week, a... A Wall Street Journal article came out that allegedly the board of directors at WWE are looking into a so-called $3 million hush deal with a alleged former paralegal that worked at WWE who had an affair with Vince McMahon. Um, So after this article picked up a lot of traction... Um, this morning, like super early, I want to say 7.30 in the morning I saw this, um, WWE released a press statement saying WWE and the board of directors uh, today announced that a special committee for, of the board is inducting an investigation into alleged mi- misconduct by its chairman and CEO, Vincent McMahon and John Laurinaitis. So apparently, like, from what I'm reading, allegedly Vince McMahon had uh, an affair with this woman and then John Laurinaitis had one as well. Um, head of talent relations, and that effectively, immediately, McMahon has voluntarily stepped back from his responsibilities as CEO and chairman of the board until the conclusion of the investigation. McMahon will But he's going to be holding all his creative powers still, I believe it's said. Let me finish. McMahon will retain his role and responsibilities related to WWE's creative content during this period and remains committed to cooperating with the review underway. A special committee has appointed Stephanie McMahon to serve as the interim CEO and interim chairwoman. So Vince McMahon is not the acting CEO right now. Stephanie McMahon is somebody that I want to say a month ago said, I'm taking a break from WWE to be with my family, this kind of thing. She is now thrown right back in the fire. Um, Your thoughts? I mean, a lot of we don't know who talent relations will be taking over. Yes, we don't know who, whose talent relations is going to be taking over either. So there's a lot of acting parts here. You know, as of right now, and I said to Brandon before we recorded, this is one of the most, like, John Laurinaitis, the WWE, Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon, all of these, like, things are trending right now because this is such a, a crazy topic. When in our lifetime has Vince McMahon not been the CEO of WWE? And... I, you, 
I, I you know you know what they say everybody is innocent until proven guilty so I mean first of all I want to kind of commend Vince McMahon for this because listen at the end of the day what is WWE a publicly traded company they say that time and time again Dave got Dave has stock in it so for him to say hey listen <laughs> I shouldn't be the CEO of this company if I'm getting investigated. Let me take a step back and let and somebody like Stephanie McMahon, who is outstanding at what she does, her outreach with everything that she has done and put her finger on the WWE has been great. So I mean, there was the leaked report last month or so saying that everything she was doing in her position wasn't working and it was losing WWE money or something like that. Yeah, but that's what. And then this happened. Ringside News reported that? No, I don't know who reported that, but it was like. This is a a very bizarre situation. A spokesperson from WWE said that it was a consensual relationship between Vince and the the woman, and that no money was paid to her after on her departure. Yeah, but but it, it was. Apparently, she signed an NDA, and a friend of hers, I guess, leaked it to Wall Street Journal. Okay, I didn't so hear it's this. like all third party information here, and uh, I, I don't know if Meltzer reported it that initial initial findings was that Vince um, did use his personal money, okay, and not company money for the the like to pay her, okay. So yeah, I didn't, like I, didn't, I didn't see this. I saw, the Wall, really. I saw the Wall Street. We don't know anything. I saw the Wall Street Journal article. I saw the statement from WWE. It's such a hot topic in the world of professional wrestling, even like this morning. So like we had to kind of discuss it. And Brandon will talk about it in a couple of minutes. Vince McMahon is going to be making some sort of comments on SmackDown tonight. A SmackDown and that's going to have Roman Reigns versus Riddle so for the we'll title. see what that means. What was that? I'm sorry. It's rumored in character. Oh, God. Like, that, he shouldn't, like, that, I think I, I don't know in, what, but, like, we'll see, like, the instant switch whenever that takes place from when, when we comes, talk about this to to 8 p.m. Yeah, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be must-watch TV. You know this, yeah, because, you know. it draw ratings. Right now, the stock is going way down. Way down. I saw, the, I saw it was kind of at a, let me see, I was looking at it earlier. Because I was listening to something and they were saying that, yeah, it's going. It could potentially. I mean, it's probably going to get into the fifties. Yeah, it's down to two, it's down two point uh, two dollars and forty cents. So that's a minus three point seven percent from this morning at eight a.m. Yeah, at nine thirty it started at sixty three point nine three. It went up, and then it's sitting right now at sixty two point four seven. So. And it's crazy because, like, that <clears throat> fast, uh, not fast forward, rewind to maybe last week. That's what the stock was at. Really? Around that, yeah. I don't pay attention to the stocks. I like my money. I don't even, like to gamble. Even it. one month ago, literally a month ago, it, it sat at 59.88. Oh. So it went up and now it's going down right now. But I don't, like, this is very bizarre. It's very bizarre. I said it's a publicly traded company. And also, who does the WWE cater to? Families. Children. So to have your CEO who's being investigated for an alleged affair, like, it's the right move for Vince McMahon to step back and and let Stephanie 
kind of take this company for a little bit. And I'm excited to see what she does with it. I hope it, you know, we, we've talked about interim uh, championships. I hope it's not a two-week, uh, you know, oh, Vince McMahon's back now. I hope they do be very thorough about this, go through it, and, you know, make sure everybody is innocent in this thing. You know, they say innocent and pro- I said it before, innocent to proven guilty. So, right. Um, crazy wild time that we live in in professional wrestling. So let's uh, let Brandon talk about SmackDown. Brandon, take it away. So SmackDown opens with Vince McMahon coming out, just reiterating the signature video, then now forever, and highlighted together, which I guess sends the message that he's not backing down from the 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 investigation or whatever's going on. I don't know what people were expecting from the opening, but actual SmackDown, he welcomed people to SmackDown, but actual SmackDown, Matt Riddle shows up, shows off a video package of his history with Roman Reigns in the bloodline, sent well wishes to Randy Orton, who he said has to have surgery soon, so hopefully that that goes well. Um, And then he played Randy Orton's theme song, I guess to hype himself up for the main event, but I, I think that segment went way too long. It was to me, kind of pointless, but I do hope Randy Orton's okay. First match saw Mad Cat Moss pick up the victory over Happy Corbin in a last laugh match, which was a meaningless stipulation. Like, there was nothing, it wasn't a stipulation even. The match goes on, Moss hits a punchline, picks Corbin up to hit the punchline again, wins the match, laughs at him afterwards, and then Corbin grabs the mic Starts running his mouth to Pat McAfee because McAfee called him bum ass Corbin when he was broke and then continued to, to poke at Corbin. And McAfee had the arena laugh Corbin out. I thought that was a brilliant ending to this segment. I wouldn't mind seeing Pat versus Corbin. After that, Natalia was interviewed about Ronda Rousey and the Women's Championship match in Money in the Bank. Basically just saying that she's going to make Ronda Rousey tap. And I would actually like to see her take that title from Ronda Rousey. Because I don't care about Ronda Rousey as champion. So. Match after that, New Day picked up the victory over Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Shanky at one point had like a switch flipped in him where he had like a a little bit of a mean streak, but Xavier Woods ends up playing the trombone and Shanky couldn't help but dance, which I thought was really funny. And Jinder Mahal tags himself in and turned around into a trouble in paradise to lose the match. But that I, I really like the dynamic there with Shanky dancing and everything. I think that's funny. After that, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus came out for their big announcement with Adam Pierce, and he said management decided to put Sheamus in the match. And then Sheamus, of course, makes fun of Drew McIntyre for not getting into the match. McIntyre starts to attack Sheamus, and then Adam Pierce is like, but wait, wait, there's more. I didn't finish my sentence. I was going to say you're also in the match, Drew. So that put... Uh, That put both of them in. They brawled. It ended with the Claymore. And then Raquel Rodriguez picked up the victory over Shayna Baszler to qualify for the Money in the Bank. Not much of a match. All I know is that I don't want Lacey Evans to win the Money in the Bank match. Aaliyah and Shotzi Blackheart face off next week for a spot. And I wish they were both in it. 
Um, after that, though, we were supposed to see Max Dupree and his male model agency or whatever it is. But he ended up refusing to go out there and said to Adam Pierce due to the bad acoustics, the bad lighting. So I guess maybe this will be one of those like Eva Marie can't wrestle. Uh, she's injured sort of things or stuff keeps happening or a veer is coming situation. After that backstage, Kayla attempted to interview Gunter, but Ludwig cut it off and spoke about the history of the Intercontinental Championship, which in itself I found to be funny because he brought up the, the tournament that like didn't actually happen. But he also said that it will never be held by an American again. And uh, next week, for whatever reason, there's a rematch between Gunter and Ricochet. Main event, Roman Reigns actually picked up the victory over Riddle to retain. And I say actually because I didn't actually expect this match to happen. And they really delivered in this match. I, I thought this was a great match. I liked Roman Reigns doing some Orton stuff. He uh, he hit the Orton backdrop onto the commentary table. Riddle also hit the, the backdrop onto the commentary table. Fans were so behind Matt Riddle in this match. It had a bunch of great false finishes, but the end of the match, Riddle got caught. He went to do a, a springboard move, and Roman Reigns ran right through with a spear. But a fantastic match. I wasn't expecting that at all. Afterwards, Roman Reigns grabs the mic. Said there's nobody left. He wrecked everybody and he's going to leave. And just as SmackDown was about to end, Brock Lesnar shows up. Gets in the ring, puts his hand out for a handshake. And Roman Reigns took the bait. Goes to handshake Brock Lesnar. Gets scooped up, hit with an F5. The, The Usos jump in. They also get hit with F5s, and that's how SmackDown ended. That I was not expecting Brock Lesnar at all. But um, maybe we'll see Seth Rollins win the Money in the Bank and cash in and, uh, during that match again. Who knows? But before I take a break, I wanted to mention that Dave Hebner unfortunately passed away at the age of 73. Uh, he was probably best known as a referee in WWE. And for the spot on the main event where Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship. Um, And then Andre sold the title to Ted DiBiase. But it turned out that Earl was hired by Ted DiBiase to screw Hogan out of the title. So it wasn't actually Dave in that spot to make the call. But later in his career, he became an agent for WWE. I just want to send out our condolences to his family and his friends. And uh, it's just very unfortunate. I know he was battling Parkinson's. So that's that's really unfortunate. But I am going to take a quick little break right now. And I'll be back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is Lance Storm. And if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. And we're back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Here is episode 593, and I'm back. I guess this is the second time in this episode. It's Chris. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, hey. Hey. Finally! Yes, you did it! I watched FTR on Hey. It was great, right? 
Yeah, I thought it was funny. It was still funny. It's like, what is your favorite it, it, Bret two, Hart? Uh... Two minutes in, they got two references to WWE in it. Yeah, I know. Well, of course you 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 uh, highlight. I thought that. that was funny, and Dash is like, uh, "Can we can we talk about this?" Um, you have to watch more of them. They're so good. A gem of a person, RJ City is. But yeah, Brandon, I'm back. I'm here. Um, it has been a week. Has it been a lot of lax because the lacrosse season in New York State is over? So I got to do. I got to film a couple games for the uh, New York State Championship. So that was pretty cool. Um, and now it's graduation season. I've been filming a lot of like elementary school graduations, which have been great. Like I guess. What do you film it for? What live? I feel no. Like well, no. The the ones I've done this week have been predominantly just for the parents. But like, here's the thing. Like one of them was in, like in the middle of the field, and I have my cat. I have my my camera, my six foot high i um tripod that iPod. <laughs> A, a tripod that goes up and I'm sitting there on a chair filming and parents like you'd think there's all the room in the world for these parents like take pictures <laughs> and stuff like that no they're right on top of my tripod they're in front of my shot like it, it's terrible um but maybe they see you and they're like well he knows what he's doing so I no, I yelled stand at them. over here I well I didn't yell at them one guy I'm like sir you're in my shot get out of the way and then like he sees me getting pissed off and he moves up to all the parents like you gotta get out of the way you're, this guy's filming your kids and they're like oh duh um, but that was that. And I've had a little bit more down. Well, also too, had a lot of end of the year, like editing for like schools. Cause we do like highlight videos for them. So right. that's, yeah, it's, it's been, I've produced in a week. I've put out like five end of the year highlight videos and it's just, do, like, do they still use, uh, forever young by Rod Stewart or no? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm the one picking out these songs, brother. So that's um, what, that's what my elementary school at the, uh, the I guess graduation ceremony or whatever they air, they had like a, a picture package. Okay, yeah, and that was that was the song that was used. One of the, actually one of the graduations I did, they did a they did a parody version of Rick Rolls "Never Gonna Give You Up," which I thought was which was thought was great. Like they sang it themselves. Yeah, they sang it themselves. For the kids our, like we're gonna Rick Roll you. I'm like, for, oh no. <laughs> for our middle school graduation, we sang. Um, Flying without wings for some reason. Who's that by? Ruben Stuttered. Okay, was he popular then? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I probably have heard that song this week. He won American Idol, but I don't know. Yeah, but um, so that's that. And I've had a, after that, I've had a little bit more downtime. So um, I got the highly rated Tia Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge for the uh, Nintendo Switch, and then I had to get it for my son too because that's the thing that sucks. Is like if you have two different accounts on your Switches, you can't like just port the game over. You have to buy the game again. But luckily, the game is only twenty bucks, and yeah, that it's, does suck. Yeah, it it really sucks. Like I'm at forty bucks now. Um, I told him like, hey, why don't you just play it on my account? Because the guy would have started from the beginning. I'm like, oh god. There's not like a like a separate profile you can do. Every profile has to. Ha- have the, its own game no but like in the game itself there's no option to do like yeah but jordan has his switch light and i have the switch that i have on the tv and it's it's, it's fun but um, is uh kevin nash in the game no kevin nash is not in the game but it's awesome it's really great it's a great side scrolling button mashing beat him, game beat up. yeah fi- similar to turtles in time um i like and also too they make references like do you remember the first one for Nintendo you're probably too young no, for I that. I never played I never played Nintendo or Super Nintendo when I was a kid. Wow. My first was Sega. 
Sega. Um, I thought about doing that, but <laughs> I you should down. have. I have. I they have on the Switch. They have like the Sega emulator where they throw games on there. Right. And like when they when you load it up, it does that. So it, it's pretty damn cool, man. I have the. Uh, I mean, it's not the same thing, but I have the Aladdin and Lion King games. Okay. Yeah. 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 And they released that. It has the Sega version, a Japanese version, I think NES, uh, Game Boy versions. Yeah, yeah. And then they updated the game and put Jungle Book on it. And if I want Jungle Book, I have to pay for it. Really? Yeah, I think that's so stupid. Let me just look at. But um, yeah, the game's a lot of fun. Um, they make nods like the first original intent game because between levels you had to drive the little car to the next level. Um, and also too, like the the Foot Clan guys. Remember in the game, like they would throw stuff at you and you'd like get hurt. You can deflect it in this game, which That's I think cool. is is so cool. It's so awesome. It was so much fun. I'm on like Did level. Did you beat n- it yet? Oh no. No, I'm on level nine. Well, um, out of how many levels? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I hope for twenty dollars, it's not that long. But like you can get you can uh, playable characters are Casey Jones, Splinter. I guess I have to beat the game to get those. I saw people were complaining because April is covered up now yeah her hoots are covered up yeah it's... yeah listen a bunch of nerds out there oh my god i think it's fine it works <laughs> i i don't think it's like it who cares it doesn't matter to me yeah yeah it doesn't matter to me either it, it, it's it's a great game i highly enjoy it go check it out um and let's talk about AEW. um before we talk about rampage and dynamite and stuff like that uh we have to address Jeff Hardy. Uh, unfortunately, was it Monday morning, Brandon? Uh, uh, Jeff Hardy was pulled over in Florida um, and arrested for his third count of driving under the influence. Um, you know, Jeff Hardy has a uh, a very long past of DUIs and all this stuff. Uh, AEW then came out and said that Jeff Hardy has been suspended without pay and they're going to help him get the help that he needs jeff hardy and Matt hardy. i wonder if wwe is going to reach out as well i think they should because they've offered him they uh you know allegedly offered him rehab before so not allegedly that's what yeah well that's when what he when he, they fired him that's they gave him that ultimatum go to rehab or yeah that i mean that's he what didn't he, need it yeah i know that's what that's what he said but that's what and we spoke about this earlier this week that's what he said in that talk is jericho interviews like i didn't need it i'm good and stuff like that it's it's a very unfortunate situation. I'm a huge Hardy Boys fan, yes. and it's like it, when he showed up in AEW, you could see it was just not the same. Yeah, yes. Whether it is. That, like obviously we don't know if that's related to to drinking or not, but it's not the same Hardys. They're no. a lot older now, and they were supposed to be in Triple A this weekend, correct? Yeah, I don't know. They they said that Matt will still be there with a surprise partner, I believe. Yes, absolutely. I hope it's, I hope it's Senor Benjamin. I was assuming it'd be Christian, but I don't know. That would be pretty cool. Um, but and then also Jeff was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a triple threat ladder match for the AEW tag team titles, which then turned into a uh, tag team match ladder match for the AEW tag team titles. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, um, Jet Brandon being a diehard. Jeff Hardy fan, you saw it in Cooking Brandon episode two, I think, right? 
saw the the, the Jeff Hardy cut out of Brandon. Up, yeah, with Billy yeah. Joel's mask over it. Yes, with Billy Joel's mask over it. Um, we wish Jeff Hardy a speedy recovery, and hopefully we will get to see him in the ring, but we would like him to take all the time in the world that he needs. So let's get on to Rampage from last Friday night. You started off with Eddie Kingston picking up the victory over Jake Hager, continuing on this feud between Jericho and Eddie Kingston, and their sort of factions, you know, we're, we're heading into blood and guts. In yeah, he two used weeks. two uh, spinning backfists to win this, but I think it kind of sucks that we're getting bloody guts. Why? Because I'm like way over this feud. Uh, I think this has to be the big blow off. I mean, I think it's going to be. But, but, but like, I was I, bored I, with this match. I yeah, I was I was kind of bored with it too. So uh, it's but like, like there, you know, that's and, what, this also, is what we're gonna get in blood and guts. It's just more of this with but, blood and guts with blood. But also too, like after blood and guts is forbidden door. And and they set up a match for Forbidden Door between Kingston and Jericho and their 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 factions. Yeah, so, you're right. Gosh, damn it. Hey, listen, long term storytelling. Um, after another great match, but had nothing to do with Forbidden Door or Jericho Appreciation Society, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal picking up the victory over Davey Vega and Matt Fitchell. Um, Fitchett, I think. Fitchett. Um, anyway, we didn't, we didn't see Satnam Singh in the ring much, but it. Didn't look like he sucked, so... No, he didn't. I thought he was the crossbody so, he did on both guys worked very well. There's, like, high hopes for him there, and I, I feel like he should have been the one that won the match. Yeah, he should have... Yeah, but, Jay, you know, Jay Lethal gets the uh, the win. And then the three of them attacked the tag team afterwards. I was expecting Samoa Joe. We haven't seen Samoa Joe in, like, a month. I wonder if he's injured, because everybody's uh, yeah, injured. I don't know. Everybody... Yeah, no. I think there the was, last time we saw story Joe... like he got beat with the pipe, remember? Oh... Yeah. The last time we saw Joe, he was with uh, Adam Cole, I believe. Ah, uh, so yeah. Owen Hart, post Owen that Hart. match, yeah, yeah. Post that match, they yep. took him out. Yeah, they took him out. So maybe he's actually shoot injured. I don't know. Chris Statlander picks up a big victory over Red Velvet. Uh, there's they, like with this, there's no way you cannot put the TBS Championship on Chris Statlander. You have I think to have. There's definitely a way you can't because Jade Cargill's not the champion. She's a champion. She's not I know, it. but it's a, they, the way that they have been hyping up Chris Statlander, especially since this like kind of like repackaging of her, and she looked in this match unbelievable. Even like the, the even beforehand, of, the the power slam outside. Oh I my was god! Nice. The the one like part I didn't like was when Statlander was carrying Red Velvet on her back. Yeah, I thought that took like way too long for Red Velvet to not sell it or try to get out of that at all. But I thought the the match itself was was pretty good. Post match, attacked ahead. Statlander afterwards. Yep, and then you have uh, MJ and uh, Athena come out to uh, kind of even up the odds. So like you could have like a big trios women's match between Statlander, Anna J, and Athena versus. Uh, you know, uh, Jade Cargill and the baddies. You can that, have that match. That you can have a with th- Athena. I thought was like bizarre. Why? Like the agents came out of nowhere and held her back. Yeah, because she's just. Why would the baby face not be able to get to the heel? That like. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. That didn't make any sense at all. I don't get how they were out there before she was. Like we didn't see them run out. Who oh, the the the, the, the agents. <laughs> They were just there. It made no sense. Yeah. But I think uh, maybe Athena and Anna Jay should have coordinated their 
their plan of attack here. <laughs> instead of here, instead of going out and helping our friends right now, let's you go this way. I'll go that way. They that's what they did. They literally like, oh, hold off. Well, you yeah. run out first, and then I'll run out and get held back by agents that show up before I do. Yeah. Um, and your main event really kind of hyping up Forbidden Door. But I thought the outcome of this match Hyping was like, up? I don't know if I'd well, say that. Kind of, they're starting to get... <laughs> I you mean, can hear this, a pin this, drop during this. Yeah, well, anyway, but which I thought... I mean, I'm a big... FTR and Trent pick up the victory over United Empire. But, like, Will Ospreay loses his first match in AEW? Like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't He's know. just, you know, he was the former IWGP champion. But I also thought, like... I, like... Like, I, I, I feel like I know I'm, Osprey. I don't know Aussie Open. I don't know them either. And that was the problem. I know that, like, it, it, um, commentary did a, a job, like, trying to, like, hype them up and give us some backstory on them. But, but that's not even enough. Like, there's no build for, for me to know who they are. Yeah. And it was just, I'm just supposed it, to know who they are. It was just a way for Will Osprey not to get pins. Because he went into Dominion over the weekend, and we got to kind of talk about. We didn't even discuss that we were going to talk about that, but you know, a lot of big implications came out of Dominion. Um, as Jay White's your new IWGP champion, Carl Anderson's your new and never open weight champion. Um, so, and it sucks because, like, to me, this was one of the absolute worst episodes of Rampage. One of the worst, and Rampage, I feel like most of the time is very predictable. Where okay. you can look at this. I, I, I thought for sure Osprey was losing because there's no way. To me, there was absolutely no way. He could have got the pin on Trent. Like, and now it's like if you look at tonight's tonight's episode of, of Rampage, we could just read off the matches. Jade Cargill Willow. Jade, obviously. Darby Allen, Bobby Fish, Darby, obviously. Max Caster and the Gun Club versus Leon Ruff and Baron Boulder. Baron Boulder. No, obviously it's Max Caster and the Gun Club. You're probably reading spoilers there, brother. No, no. Why would they put Bear? Why would they put the the Bear Country? And Why are Leon we talking Ruff? about this when we could just talk about this whole thing next well, that's week? That's what I'm saying. It's just like very predictable. So let's not talk about Rampage next week, and let's talk about Dynamite then. Um, you started off with the Jericho Appreciation Society um, and Chris Jericho in a hair versus hair match, picking up the victory over Ortiz. Everybody got involved in this thing. There's it was back a decent fist. match, too, I, I should say. Yeah, I thought it was great. But ultimately... I like the suplex from Jericho off the apron. Yeah. But yeah, both groups ended up fighting ringside, and Eddie Kingston hit Jericho with the spinning back fist, and Jericho kicks out, and then... Uh, how people thought Jericho was the one losing his hair was beyond me. Yeah. But has that, has Fuego. Got the money he put into that thing, put into that hair. But even still, I, I thought that was so stupid. Like, oh, Chris Jericho with short hair. It's like, we've seen him with short hair. Yeah, we've never seen him bald. But I don't, was he actually going to be shaved bald? You never know. He could have put it. I, he, he's a wizard. He could change his hair every single week. <laughs> Imagine that. He comes out with a different hair, uh, different uh, <laughs> hairstyle. Like every angle. It would have been fantastic. But, uh, yeah, Fuego Del Sol came out, smashed Ortiz with a bat, and Chris Jericho ends up picking up the victory. And even then, it's like, how do you not realize who's under that mask? Can I, he can had I just, the mask untied. Like, he's obviously about to take the mask off. Can I just say this? Ah! Sammy Guevara. 
I get, but you know what? Like, and that ended... segment took too long. Okay, but we've like they tried to force feed Sammy Guevara down our, th- our throats as his baby face. They tried to force feed Tay and Sammy down our throats as being baby faces. I think they finally found the niche for Sammy and Tay to be Ty to be in this hated group of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And it's how did make it them end between Jericho and Sammy? It's not going to end. No, but how did it end between Jericho Sammy and said, Sammy? He said, I hate you guys. I quit. And he threw off his vest and walked out. Well, like, there's, like, months of storyline. Ripped up. Confetti. But anyway, after this, Ortiz shaves his own head and says he's ready for blood and guts. So it's going to be Kingston, uh, maybe Moxley, and Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, this was not... Is blood and guts before Forbidden Door? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see. Events. Let's go to the events. Forbidden Door is the 26th. Blood and guts is the 28th. Oh, I it's think. after it. Okay. So I get. So okay. So let's go back to to dynamite here because Jericho Appreciation Society was not done at all this evening. Um, during a heated prom back and forth promo between well, I would say kind of one sided promo between Moxley and Tanahashi, <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> This. The, the, the best part about this promo, Jericho, you suck. That was it. That I made just it. like it, it, it's like fine if you want to have Mox and Tanahashi talk to each other. To have Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti interrupt. Yeah, and then oh Jericho, shut up. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and Jericho Appreciation Society come out. Desperado and and Lance Archer, Suzuki Goon. Attacked, um, yeah. uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. No, uh, no, they attacked. They he attacked, attacked Moxley. Yeah, attacked Moxley. Jericho says, "Hey, listen, I called it a favor from my buddy in Japan, Minoru Suzuki. These what? are his thugs for Suzuki Goon." And he said, and he sets up the match for Bindor. It's going to be Jericho. It's going to be Shota Umino and Eddie Kingston. No, Jer- no, it's going to be. It's, it's Jericho, it's Jericho, Suzuki, Sammy, and and Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki versus Wheeler Yuta, Shota Imuni, Amino, and and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. I would love to see Eddie Kingston pick up a victory over Jericho over here because they, they flew Eddie, out Desperado to not do anything. Maybe they'll use him on Dark or Dark Elevation or something like that. But like you flew him out, and he's like, "Oh, here's by the way, here's Desperado, and and here's Jer- Lance Archer, but it, but it's and here Jericho, he, they're not going to be even involved in the match." Maybe they'll be involved in a match next week on Rampage. And Lance Archer's an AEW talent, so he's probably sitting back there. All right, you know, we're going to use Suzuki Go. We're going to throw everything that we we need out there. I thought, like, but all and the all, match like, itself is, I thought, a very goofy match. It's based off of two years ago, and they didn't even show footage. If They couldn't get us the footage of Jericho attacking him. Well, maybe they'll show it next week. And also, you know, Jericho mentioned, you know, Jericho cut off Tanahashi, faced Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, this is one of those things where it's just they assume everybody, their audience has seen everything. Well, they cater to the more hard, smart, mark crowd than where, you know, where other companies pay attention to, like, you know, families and stuff like that. I mean, like. I was going to say, speaking of smart, Mark. Speaking of smart, Mark. The the second match of Dynamite was literally, would you say this is the worst match in AEW history? No, absolutely not. I want to say this was the worst thing for Wardlow. 
out of you know he's he's been embroiled in this amazing feud with MJF. And Wardlow. The lack... the Wardlow beat twenty guys. What, what else can he, you he say beats, about this? Yeah, he defeats twenty security guards right off the bat. He knocks like seven of them off the apron, and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, securities one through seven have been eliminated." I know, but then they say one through four have been pinned. Like so. He's pinning people on their stomachs. A makes the referee look stupid. B makes Wardlow look stupid. I don't. Th- it was it was a way to transition Wardlow from the A from. <laughs> it, it was it was. I don't. I didn't like it at all. You, you know had me. it I'm been big... such a high profile, like literally going into Double or Nothing. The only names people were saying MJF Wardlow. It was a for way, AEW. Like, it was a poor, in my opinion. Let me just finish this, and I'll tell you when I'm done. Um, it was a poor way to transition Wardlow from the MJF feud to a Scorpio Sky feud. Because then afterwards, like, you have Statler and Waldorf up there sitting in their private balcony bab- bab- babbling off about, uh, you know, Wardlow. And then they're like, oh, hey, guess what? We got uh, Matt Hughes and Tyron Woodley here. They're going to take you out. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to take him out because we like him. So, that, you know, they he gets a little bit of a rub from the UFC guys. Yeah, they end up tossing Mark into Wardlow. But that's like... I hope Mark's okay. A lot of people are making the reference that uh, Mark was wearing the uh, LJN Vince McMahon suit. Mm. So, uh, cool about that. But, but, like, but that, that the whole thing with Wardlow, they went from like the hottest Wardlow could possibly be. No offense to J.D. Drake. That was a mistake of a match. And then it's just been going downhill since then. Is Wardlow going to, like, next week or whatever, going to defeat Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship? No. There, that they... title looks like garbage, too, now. Oh my God. Still. Um, Not physically, just the, the whole hot potato of everything. Well, wh- what did I say about the Intercontinental title? Wasn't it passed around 12 times? This Sorry. is a brand new company. This company three, three years three old. Three years. It changed oh. hand 27 times. That's, that's not an that's actual a, number, but that's an actual number. No. Okay, so then you're just being over exaggerating. Anyway, speaking of other titles that have been brought into the uh, All Elite Wrestling is the uh, All Atlantic Championship qualifying match in which Miro. Wait, you missed the uh, Will Osprey and Dax we could, Arwood. Wait, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in a sec. We're talking about championship titles. We're transitioning to other titles. Miro picks up the victory over Ethan Page. I think this was kind of predictable, especially with the way they brought back Miro, Miro so powerful. I think so, it's safe to say he's the first champion. I would like to see that, but I could see it being, you know, we also, it's not going to be Pac, unfortunately. I could see Malachi Black beating Penta. Penta? I think the championship is Miro's for taking. Okay, I, I I can see that absolutely, or you know maybe a House of Black interference in this four way match helps. Tony uh, Tony is still not uh, message me back as to what the hell All Atlantic is. I don't think he's gonna message anybody back, brother. <laughs> but Do going you think back, he realizes he goofed or something? No, I don't think so. I I, I think he just doesn't want to. Make mention to it. Maybe 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 it's like the TNT title. It wasn't finished. They had to break it out. Maybe No, the TNT title, though, makes sense if they're putting it on TNT with the TBS title. Makes sense they're on TBS. Are they stupid names for the titles? Yes. Is this a way more dumb name for a title? It doesn't make sense. China and Japan. It makes <laughs> no sense. I know. And the fact <laughs> that it's in a, with a Japanese it's been promotion. over a week. It makes no sense. This is what keeps Brandon up at night, folks. It literally it just makes no sense. 
I've just been sitting there, China. It's like Japan, the China, uh, from China, South Park. Japan, all Atlantic. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's, there's a coastline. Grabbed in Brandon's there, brain. There's an Atlantic coastline. It spans a whole Brandon's been two doing geography or whatever. Three. No, four continents, I think. Brandon's been sitting in his room with a globe, just <laughs> sitting there. It, it just makes no sense. Did, did he, like, miss geography in, in school? <laughs> it makes no sense. All right. Next up, uh, we'll go back to Forbidden Door stuff because Will Ospreay picks up a singles victory over Dax Harwood. You could kind of say that Dax Harwood could be in running for wrestler of the year. The amount of great matches that he's been put on. He's been featured regularly on AEW programming. He's got two titles. Um, he should have a third because the rankings are... Did they do the rankings this week? Let's see. Let's take a look at the rankings for this week. FTR, still number one contenders. Nyla Rose, still number one contender. Um, John Moxley, number one contender, but we knew that. So, yeah, those are your power rankings for this week. Young Bucks, number three. Um... So. so, like, nothing new, or... No, they haven't changed since last week. FTR, still number one contenders. Brian Danielson and John Moxley, still number two. Young Bucks, three. Ricky, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are number five. When they had this... That was ball... also a dumb spot last week. Listen, maybe I'll slap a match with you. The match will slap. Anyway, okay, so back right. Will Ospreay picked up the victory over Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood's awesome. I don't think Will is getting that reaction that they've hoped for. No, I don't think so either. And then uh, the United it, Empire come out. Nobody knows the music, obviously. No, no one does. Cash and, and Rapungi Vice try to fight them off. And then I didn't understand the, 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 the heels were looked like they were getting the upper hand. And then Orange Cassidy's music hits. Everybody just disappears except for Osprey. They say, I think it's set up. It's I think it's Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay at uh, in Forbidden Door. What world? In this <laughs> world, I think this is gonna be awesome. We know how awesome Orange Cassidy is in the ring, and remember, like maybe it'll be the next Ricochet Will Ospreay match. People will be talking uh, about this match for forever. I know Jim Cornette's probably having an aneurysm right now. I this. I just think that's like this is this episode is exactly what happens when you rush uh, storylines for pay per view. But also, you have to realize, AEW for the past three years has had four pay-per-views a year. Now, in the span of three <laughs> months... They had a fifth one and they're like screwed. They have no idea how to get to it. Yeah, their booking is kind of long-term when it comes to that. Now they're just, they kind of have to rush this stuff to get to uh, a pay-per-view, which is sold out. But, I mean, to me... I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> These I'm, announced I, matches, though. <laughs> without announced matches, but that was the all-out, too. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's so bizarre. Like even like later in the night, whatever, Tony Storm picks up the victory over Britt Baker. And this match was about the women's championship, but and the now women's, she's going on a forbidden door for the, the women's champion only appeared after Jamie Hader got involved behind the referee's back. She runs down, chases Hader to the back. Thunder Rosa chases her. And, and Jim Ross is like, well, uh, we barely see the champion on the TV. But that, but it's Tony Storm now versus uh, Thunder Rosa. Randomly. It has nothing to do with Forbidden Door. And she's not even the number one contender! It has nothing to do with Forbidden Door. And this is what... Well, Tony... Uh, no, by no, the way, no, though... No, 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 break, break, but, no, no, hold break, on, like, though. God bless that there's going to be a women's match because we know New Japan. They don't do women's. <laughs> they don't do women's wrestling. 
But yeah. I thought because of their like link with stardom, maybe we'd see stardom versus AEW. They're putting an AEW women's championship match against an AEW women. Tony Storm has an illustrious Japanese career. That's very true. So this has nothing to do with Forbidden Door, though. I know this has nothing to do. With Made no sense. Because but I'm, had, I'm just shocked. But that they you had that. to put a women's championship match on that because you knew, you know, <laughs> that they would get they would get heat if there wasn't any sort of women visibility on this pay per view. I mean, the match that they put on. I think should get heat because there's no there's it makes no sense. I know because she's not the number one contender. Mm. Oh my god, stupid rankings. Anyway, more forbidden door stuff. As Hangman Page comes to the ring, says he wants Okada. Okada's not the champion anymore. He lost his championship. I spoke about that stupid earlier. Stupid me didn't think about Okada losing the championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. Like, yep, I thought that me. was actually funny. Yeah. Uh, but then you have but, Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam Cole come Cole. out. And yeah. Adam Cole's like, if anyone's challenging for it, it's going to be me. And then and then uh, he's like, Okada's not even going to be there. And Which Jay is dumb. White, like, how would you not have Okada? Who's like, yeah, like you know, they, they referenced Tanahashi as the Bret Hart of New Japan Pro Wrestling earlier during when he came out during that promo. You could say, like, Okada's the, 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 the Shawn Michaels, the, the John Cena, whatever it is. Like, how do you not have him on the big think- door? I think Okada is the Bret Hart and Tanahashi's the the Shawn Michaels. Okay, regardless. But but yeah, Adam Cole goes, "Oh, I'm going to introduce to you somebody who will be there though." And brings out Jay White who attacks Adam Page from behind. And Jay White's like, "I'm not putting the title on the line against either of you." Maybe Please. next week we see Okada actually show up or something. God, I have Okada absolutely no up. idea. Maybe all signs point to a fatal four-way match. Bullet Club is supposed to be fine with the the whatever they're calling United Undisputed Era. Yeah. Bullet Club is Bullet Club in my opinion. Well, I mean, Bullet Club will never be what it originally was with Ferg and, no, and Carl right. Anderson and stuff like that. That was the bad honestly, that's my favorite incarnation of them. When the and then we get to the goddamn main it. event. <laughs> goddamn main event. The main event, the Young Bucks pick up the victory over Jurassic Express in a ladder match to become the new tag team champions, the two-time, only two-time uh, tag team champions of the company. Yeah, and there they got another shirt that says they're the tag team champions again. Hate it. Ah! Can we talk about, I, I thought. I thought the match was great. I mean, it but, but, was the spots. But, but they there. had tables set up around all, for a ladder match. They had tables set up everywhere. Okay, I guess. I thought that was one of the goofiest things. Like, it's one thing if you're going to take a table out during the match, but they're set up all over the place for a ladder match. That makes no sense. It was a TLC match without calling it a TLC match. I got some Uh, trivia for you. Stupid. And there was no chairs. It was only afterwards. But go on. I got. I got some trivia for you. What do Luchasaurus, the Undertaker, Bully Ray, and Shawn Michaels all have in common? They've all fallen off a ladder through a table. They've all done that four that four table ladder spot. Didn't Edge do that? No, that wasn't Edge. It was he pushed Bully Ray, and Bully Ray took the bump. Oh, but I thought Edge went through one of those tables. Maybe he did too. I just I was listening to Busted Open the other day. Or no, Edge maybe that. Edge pushed Taker. Then maybe that was the match. Yeah. Figure. Okay, that was right. That was yeah. That was a great TLC match that they had. Um, but yeah, I thought he he landed that like a champ, Luchasaurus. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I thought the match itself was awesome. Uh, a lot of the Lucia stuff 
that they did, especially that latter spot with one of the Jacksons in Jungle Boy, where like they went to go do the walk on the ropes, and then he jumped on the ladder, and then Jungle Boy jumps on the ropes and hits him with the Hurricane Rana. I thought it was good. I thought Jungle Boy shined in this match, but both of us. I have not... to assume Hardys were going to be winning this, right? I think everybody is assuming that the Hardys were supposed to be winning this, but uh, you know, unfortunately, they didn't. So, um, congratulations. No, I'm not saying congratulations. That <laughs> almost sounded not. scripted for a second. No. Uh, Christian, the- though, after the match, everybody saw it coming from a mile away. He attacks Jungle Boy and hits a kill switch and a concerto and actually connects with the concerto, I think. Oh, boy. I and then, like, curse- and then was- curses out Jungle Boy's mom and sister. Yeah. <laughs> I think great. I think Jungle Boy might have been busted open from the concerto. Oh, boy. Oh, no. People were, like, slowing it down, and, like, you could see the chair hitting the, the Jungle Boy's head, and it's like, ooh. You could see the exact second where his heart breaks. Yeah. Simpsons, anybody? Reference? No. Um, but, again, now, so here, Jungle Boy, Christian, all out. Have Jungle Boy go over. Long-term booking here. Oh, they, they don't have... want to rush this for Forbidden Door? <laughs> yeah, right? Nothing to do with Japan. Um, but, like, long term, you have Christian come out next week, cut a promo, be like, you know, bury Jungle Boy. You have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus off TV for a little bit. You have been bringing Marco Stunt. You have you have Marco Stunt come back and Christian beat him up. But then you have, like, Luchasaurus, like, come back before Jungle Boy. And then, like, maybe Christian's about to give him a concerto. Then you have Jungle Boy come out. And then you can set up some back and forth promos and stuff like that. So, and it'll be, it'll, it, it'll be Christian. Or, like, even, I was thinking this the other day, too. You Christian you have Christian come out and you're like, oh, you have all these old guys like CM Punk coming here. You want to work with the new talent? I don't want to work with the new talent. I was just getting my spot in this company. He's like, you know, they they were a terrible tag team, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. I so, saw some people pitching, uh, bringing back uh, Tyson Tomko. Uh, absolutely. Where is Tyson Tomko? I don't know, but like he went, he was with Christian in WWE. Went went to TNA with him. So, and I was a big Tomko guy. So, <laughs> so I, I I'd, want Tomko back. I'd welcome that a hundred percent. Oh my god! But yeah, I think that'd so, be cool. So wild episode, goofy, kind of goofy. Yeah, very rushed. This this was. A very bizarre, like literally everything was run in and segment, run in segment, run in segment. Yeah, Jericho Appreciation Society has more unnecessary members. Oh, no, I like the five piece. Now it's like an eight nine piece. Suzuki Goon teaming with Jericho Appreciation Society out of nowhere made no sense. That that trios match that they set up makes no sense but whatsoever. Just, yeah, just like. <laughs> Forbidden Door is supposed to be like the biggest pay-per-view of the year for them now. And and it's like, and and also Tony Khan goes on an interview and says like, we had to, we had, they tried to do Moxley versus Tanahashi for years. We had to be involved in it. He was booking CM Punk versus Tanahashi. And I'm pretty sure it was COVID that, that stopped that match from happening. Was it not? What? Tanahashi versus Moxley? Or was it an injury? I think it was an injury. But you know what? Like, going back to that, I think, like, Moxley, his promo, because we didn't really even speak about it, he did a very good job of kind of, like, telling the story. He's like, you know, I've been in New Japan for three years. I've been, you know, he's like, I've been trying to find you, Tanahashi. Because it was originally, it was going to be for that IWGP US Championship. I think it was an injury. By the way, like we didn't even we didn't even spoke about Will Osprey. Here, here's another thing that like freaking perplexes me. Will Osprey won 
the IWGP United States title. And what title is he bringing out on, on AEW Rampage? It's Rev Pro, right? This Rev, this Rev Pro that has absolutely nothing to do Wait, with was the, he didn't have the IWGP line. US title at all then? What? He didn't have the US title at all then? At all. He didn't and then and what Jericho, and Jericho he in that, that segment it. with Moxley saying that the only reason why Moxley's in that spot is because Jericho was, was not there last week. The whole reason yeah. that they gave him, like, oh, so-and-so didn't want to be in this match because of whatever reason. That that was all, like, <laughs> Wardlow basically said it best. That match is dumb. He's like, that's dumb. I want to see a punk. An interim champion is dumb. That's 100%. That's the, the interpretation of Wardlow. Bless Wardlow. There we go. Still, he should be the next uh, <laughs> world champion. The, the fact that Tony Khan had to go to Twitter and say, no, this is... This is incorrect. Moxley won this many matches. They updated the rankings after on a Friday just to to rewrite the the rankings. I know. Like they, they was, never did that. That's not a thing. I, I guess you don't listen to the product, Brandon. I listen to it. It just makes no sense. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the website right now. June third, official rankings. June eighth. I went and made sure. I went. I went date by date to make sure that they, if they ever, even after a pay per view, did they update the the rankings after Rampage? No, they never updated the rankings after Rampage. Now, this is just storyline. Always storyline story before Rampage. He goofed and forgot about it. He didn't have the seven steps ahead gimmick, so so he had to rewrite history. Yeah, well, also too when but we can't one, of your, one of your main stars quits, another one gets injured, Adam Cole's injured too, Scorpio Sky's injured, so it's like it, I, th- I think this is the first time in AEW history where things aren't working out to the way that they <laughs> are were planning for things to work out, and uh, it's kind of showing. It's just I look at this this forbidden door event right now. And it's like, it was supposed to be like this big thing. And it's just not, it's not at all. It's, it's I'm... awful booking going into it. There's no setup for anything. It's yeah, like it's, it's very week quick. after week, you get again, one setup. They're, again, they're a company that does four pay-per-views a year. This is a new concept for them. And it's kind of, you can kind of say it's, it's showing it's that everything failure. is so rushed. I don't want to say it's a failure because you're it's, you're going to get fifteen thousand people in a sold. The out setup arena. to it is a failure. Yeah, the match, I obviously, I can't say the event itself is a failure. It's already a sold out show. It's already a sold out show. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Vegas for it, and I have nothing planned. So maybe I'll go to like uh, find a, a wrestling. Bo- maybe I'll go to the Nerd. Maybe the Nerd in Las Vegas will uh, have uh, the pay per view on. Sit there and watch uh, some New Japan pe- posers. Uh, when do we find out who the the two other competitors in the All Atlantic tournament are? Um, I don't know about the New Japan side, um, but I think they said Wednesday on Rampage it's going to be Penta versus Malachi Black. Not one member from the United States in this match because it's the All Atlantic. Atlantic, in the United States, <laughs> the biggest ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. What are you talking about? Well, Canada, Canada's in the on the Canada Atlantic. touches. Yeah. I don't think Mexico where's, where's, touches. Where's uh Rusev uh Miro Miro? No, he touches. <laughs> it does. Bulgaria just, touches the Atlantic me. Ocean. It's just funny to me. Pac touches the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. Wales. Japan don't touch the Atlantic Ocean. China's not even involved in this match yet. Somehow they're on the title. Yeah, maybe they'll change it. Jim Ross, though, God bless Jim Ross for I thought he did a great job uh, for with, not having women on the on the the show. With the, with the main event, though, I thought he did a great job storytelling. Who? Jim Ross. Oh, 
he took, you know, he did, you know, we, we, we goof on him sometimes for just, you know, saying what he wants to say, but I think he did uh, I'm not, job. that's not a goof. God bless Jim Ross for speaking his mind. He's calling out the referees. He's calling out the bad booking. He doesn't care. All right. So that was a, that was AEW rampage. Uh, that was AEW. Next week, uh, we'll talk about Forbidden Door and see how many other goofy matches are uh, inter, inter uh, are brought in for this. So, do you think it's like a triple? Do you think it's gonna be Jay White versus Adam I think Cole? It could be Adam. I uh, a fatal. Adam forward. Cole's like injured though. I heard. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I can't see Okada not being part of this. That makes if, if Okada's not part of this, you failed. Yeah, that's 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 a huge let down. Like the the number one thing that everybody says when when New Japan is brought up, I want to see Okada verse. Yeah. How many years have we been saying Okada versus Randy Orton? If uh, WWE did a super show, they're not going to book something like that. They're not going to book Okada. Well, also too, Come you on. have to remember you have to remember that we are still in a global pandemic. What so. do you mean they're flying him out? They did Desperado flew over for just that. He literally came over from Japan for yeah, that but, hey, listen, segment. He like, flew back to Japan the maybe, day after. Maybe Okada doesn't feel comfortable leaving Japan. Okada's been in the United States, has he not? I don't believe so. Has he not been part of those Californian shows at all? I could swear he was. I don't know, but I as again, I don't pay that hardcore attention to New Japan. So all right, let's let's leave it at that. Okada, May fourteenth. Okay, he was okay. at Capital Collision. Okay, so I'll just oh, that, and that's in DC. <laughs> so I'll just go after myself. Um, but you, you didn't even respond to the meme I sent you this week. I was kind of. I didn't know how to respond to that. I didn't <laughs> understand it. So Hogan, <laughs> so Hogan, back in like his WCW days, he had like full creative control of things he could do. And I think there, there's a story co- like saying like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this with you." And Hogan's like, "Yep, that's not gonna work for me, brother." Mm. So that's the that's the whole. It, it, the, the meme was, folks, just so you, it was Tony Khan. Uh, let me pull up this thing. Da, 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 talking here because I don't want any uh, background noise. It's a picture of Tony Khan saying, "So we'll do uh, Adam Page versus Okada for the IWGP title," and then underneath this picture of Gato that says, "That doesn't work for me, brother." So I thought it was funny. I tell people all the time now that's not going to work for me, brother. I wonder if they're batting heads at all. That could be a big thing, too. You never know. It could be like Tony Khan sees it one way, you know, New Japan talent sees it the other way. Tony Khan definitely sees it one way. Yeah, well, again, that's... (laughs) And this is why WWE doesn't work with anybody. Um, so, yeah, on that note, um, I don't have a match of the week this week. Um, so, Brandon, who are you shouting at? I'm Louie Anderson, and survey says Brandon shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Simple Plan. I spoke about it earlier. It was really cool getting to see them up close and personal like that. And I really did play their stuff on loop. Were you, you probably maybe were a fan of Simple Plan, right? I mean, I, I was a fan of a few of their songs. Yeah, you know, I could maybe yeah. pick out eight of their songs I was a big fan of. Yeah, I know they had a music video of them playing on roof. <laughs> um, that stands out to me. I remember seeing that on the TV. Hmm. But yeah, um, my next shout out's going to the Lost City, which is a movie. It's on Paramount Plus, but I watched it on my flight back to New York. 
Um, it stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Divine Joy Randolph, and Brad Pitt, who I did not know was in the movie. The but Lost Sandra City. Bullock is a romance adventure novelist and ends up being kidnapped and then lives basically through what she could have written uh-huh. as her novel. And I laughed a bunch of times during the movie, which I absolutely hate doing on an airplane. (laughs) Like, I can't stand sleeping on an airplane because you never know who's looking at you. (laughs) And I hate laughing on an airplane because everybody can hear everything. Oh, yeah. So I hate that. But I I thought it was a really funny movie. I would definitely recommend it. And I hope that there's a sequel. It kind of reminded me of the movie on Netflix with The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. So... Yeah, there's 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 moments during like TV shows where I'm watching it on the airplane and then something happens. I'm like, oh, crap. No, cover up the screen or something or change the channel because this is awkward. I sat next to a child. Yeah, but even like nudity. (laughs) Yeah, there's nudity in one of the movies. Yeah, I don't understand why they allow nudity or any sexual content on. There's a thing that pops up that says, be aware of your surroundings this this movie shows some some gimmicks on it or whatever, and I'm like, I don't care about my surroundings. That's on the parent. Tell the kid not yeah, to watch. Yeah, but they but they totally should not allow that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I and I mean, I was watching Modern Family. I was watching Modern Family. It's a and, lot different, yeah. Yeah, but there was an episode where I think Claire is changing or something like oh, that. Yeah, and I forgot what the. I mean, there's was. scenarios on the show where the kids catch them having intercourse. And- exactly. Exactly. So that was even taking... her. She's wearing lingerie. She gets yeah, through. like that's taking place. And I'm like, um, I swear, I'm just watching a comedy, Modern Family over here. This is totally awkward. If you're looking over my shoulder, who the hell the goes TV? on the TV on a, an airplane and watches only TV? In my defense, it was a very long flight, and I already watched Golden, uh, the Double O Seven. Yeah, Golden Girls. I yeah, watched... but there's tons of movies you could watch. I couldn't Even find if you anything. don't know the film, you could watch it. I, there was nothing I wanted to watch. I watched the 007. I mean, there was nothing I that I wanted thing. to really like go out of my way and watch, but I went... I didn't want to watch Lost City on the airplane because I knew it was on Paramount+. Plus. But there was, again, there was like, of the new movies, yeah. I saw a few of them already. Mine, so. they didn't have much enough of an option. <laughs> but my my last shout out is going to Dirty Daddy, the Bob Saget tribute, which is on Netflix. It's John Stamos, John Mayer, Jeff Ross, Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, Darren Chris plays with them. Uh, a few others come out on stage. They're just like talking about Bob. That's cool. And telling jokes about him. Also, like I would have never guessed him and John Mayer being so close. Yeah. That's been like a, a long time thing, yeah. Yeah. Jackson Brown performed. Also, uh, Michael Keaton I thought was really funny. Should I spoil it? Go for it. <laughs> Michael Keaton, they sent in a video from him, and he's at one point, he's like, as if he's like doing a cameo video. Yeah. He's like, hey, Bob, I just uh, want to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm sorry, what? And then he goes into like some other, other bits and stuff with that, and then like realizes Bob's dead. and Yeah. Yeah, but they did it for the Scleroderma uh, Foundation, which is a charity that Bob worked with because his sister passed away from it. So, oh wow, yeah. That's... So all the I guess the proceeds from that event that they put on go to that. And then they showed like f- footage from the memorial service. I think they said it was at Jeff Daniels' house. Uh-huh. Like a few nights after Bob passed away. Yeah. But God, man, they uh. they let loose like they included the. Uh, 
Louis Anderson material. There was um, Betty White material. You know, that's that's, that's how comedy. comics do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's comedy. That's comics. You know, the yeah. way that they deal with reality in life is make a joke about it. Yeah. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's not. I don't think it was a long thing. Mm. So check it out. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. Do you have any mark out moments? Um, my mark out moment of the week goes to AEW. It's I thought for sure you were going to say Elias being announced. Well, yeah, I marked out for that one. But I'm going to actually go with Lucha Soros going through the table spot from AEW. Like Edge and Undertaker, I think it was. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. Yeah, I definitely marked out for that. You know, I did not mark out for uh, Young Bucks becoming champion for the hundredth time, I believe. It's only the second time. Uh, only the. It second. feels like they've been champions a lot longer in there. But. Yeah, because you know they definitely need that boost more than uh, uh, Jurassic Express. But yeah, they I'm sick and tired. Need a new champions. I'm sick. And, you have so many tag yeah. teams there. You're gonna choose the Young Bucks out of everybody. The Young Bucks. There's, there Let me guess. There's one team that should have been it. but Let me guess. Now the Lucha Bros are going to be contenders against the Young Bucks for the what? We're going to get to see them in action for the 50th time? And it's going to be a five-star it's, match. It's Yeah, it's potential. But hey, you, you marked out over it. You shouldn't, like, trash it. I do. I definitely <laughs> do mark out over it. But there's just so many other tag team contenders there that I do would like to see. The uh, only answer is FTR. There's others, too. The only answer is FTR, though. They're not doing anything with Ring of Honor right now. I'm not... Yeah. That being Ring of Honor champion is meaningless. Yeah, truth. But my markout moment, I was watching America's Got Talent this week, and they had two people dressed up in, like, doll makeup. And do uh-huh. a dance routine, and they absolutely bombed. But when they were talking, I'm like, this this sounds like the Bella Twins. Okay. And I thought, there's no way, because I thought it was actually two men in drag. Because, like, the way they were dressed, it looked like what I know drag to look like. Uh-huh. But the more they kept talking, I was like, nah, there's no way. That's 100%. That's the Bella Twins. And they started to argue with each other to like ask to who's worse of a dancer or whatever, who bombed it more. And then they start like fighting with each other. A security guard hops up on stage to break it up. He takes a huge bump off the stage. And then I believe Brie might have jumped onto Nikki, like a Fez press off the stage. Oh, I saw this, yeah. And then they finally revealed to Simon who it was and that it was a prank based off of America's uh, Got Talent Extreme or whatever that show is called because Nikki was one of the judges with Simon on that show. So I thought it was cool because, like, in my head I'm like – and I normally I, like, fast-forward dancing and stuff because I don't care about dancing, but – when they spoke, I was like, that's 100% them, so I had to watch the full segment. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, yeah, that's my mark out moment of the week, aside from hearing that simple plan song live. And uh, that is episode 593. Thank you so much for checking it out. Check it out, markingout.com, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Instagram at markingout11, on YouTube at markingout11, Facebook.com slash markingout, at markingout on Twitter and TikTok, BTTG161, Chris Sweendog, David PTDPT, CM Sweeney85, com slash markingout. And we wish we you, wish you the, the best of luck in your future, your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.